This is a Diet of Brussels. What's going to happen with this referendum? Well, there are several basic questions that we need to think about. First one is, when might we have a referendum? David Cameron committed himself to holding a vote uh, in the first half of the next parliament, or of this parliament as it is now, which means that it should be due before the end of 2017. Now, there are two schools of thought here, and at this point in May, just after the election, it's too early to tell. On the one hand, you might say David Cameron might do well to push right to the back of that timeline to say we'll leave it as long as possible, focus on getting as good a deal for the UK as we can, let us focus on the other issues that the Cameron government undoubtedly wants to talk about, such as economic restructuring, austerity, things like that, and then at the end we'll deal with it right then. The other school of thought, obviously, says we should do this as soon as possible, that we just do something fast, uh, fairly shallow, just get it out of the way, and then we can get back to the central business. Now, the way that will go it remains very hard to see, partly because it's still not entirely clear quite how the UK is going to approach this. If there's to be a formal renegotiation of the treaties, then there are a whole load of steps that have to be followed. First of all, the UK has to convince a majority of the other member states to open up a renegotiation. It then has to renegotiate and then has to ratify those decisions. Now, all of those things take a lot of time. And if we remember that there are member states who probably don't really want to start opening up uh, the can of worms that is treaty reform after the bitter experiences of previous uh, attempts, and member states who have uh, important elections coming up, not least France and Germany, who have elections due in 2017, you might expect that actually it'd be quite difficult to go about uh, doing the formal route. And with that in mind, there's a question about whether instead of revising the treaties, of changing the formal text of the treaties, instead the UK achieves a series of clarifications or of addendums to uh, the legal text. Now, something like this has been done before when uh, Denmark voted against the Maastricht Treaty and when the Irish voted against Amsterdam. Now, in both cases, those were sort of holding positions uh, and uh, they haven't uh, necessarily always been followed through by subsequent governments. And that's the danger for David Cameron, that if he doesn't secure something hardwired into the treaty text, that then he might be accused of uh, going for something that was more symbolic than substantial. And that's the final issue, really. What is it that the British government is hoping to achieve? In the period up until the present, the Conservatives have expressed a whole range of views about what they would like to change. Those who have a more critical line talk about a whole shopping list of reforms, withdrawing and repatriating powers back to the UK in a whole range of areas, essentially drawing back to something that is very much more like a uh, trade-only uh, agreement. David Cameron himself has taken a much more cautious line, partly because he argues it would be wrong to lay his cards on the table at uh, an early stage, uh, but probably more likely because he himself doesn't have a strongly defined view. The two options here are either something very substantial or something very uh, 
shallow in terms of uh, gains that can be won. If David Cameron wants to try and get something substantial, such as limiting free movement, then he's going to have a real fight on his hands. That will require treaty reform, formally. It will require the uh, building of coalition with many other member states, in fact all member states, because they'll have to agree unanimously on a reformed text. And there's a question here. If you go for something substantial like this, then what's the price that other member states will extract? That there's going to be a quid pro quo here, that if the EU gives, or member states in the EU give something to the UK, they all want something back. If there's something symbolic, like changing the colour of passports, for example, then things become much easier. But a moment's reflection will let you see that that might not be very satisfactory. Until we have a bit more development of the debate here in the UK, it's hard to see quite what's going to be the way that David Cameron's going to jump on this.